Hey, I've got this email from one of my readers on the blog just a few days ago where he's saying that uh, he's got a, he's a programmer and he's got a system, a legacy system of about half a million lines of code which is absolutely not covered by any automated tests, unit tests, integration tests, whatever. And he's saying that he has been trying to approach the management, the CTO, and asking for support and resources to actually do something with that and start writing unit tests. He's saying that it didn't help. And none of the programmers who, who are working in his team, I don't know how many, the email doesn't say that, uh, actually support that initiative. So nobody wants to write unit tests for some reasons. They most probably don't see the, uh, the benefits of that or just don't know how to do that or they don't have time. There are many possible uh, excuses. So he's asking me what should he do and how to solve it. And I can tell you, I hear that question very often at conferences, in private conversations everywhere. What can we do in order to start doing testing when the amount of code is huge, it's a legacy code, and the management doesn't support it. My recommendation is not to fight with the management, not to fight with the team. It's not going to help. What will help is if you start building your support group inside the team, inside your company. You need people who will actually agree with you and who will understand that testing, automated testing, is a good thing to do. Right now, nobody likes your ideas, nobody supports you. Maybe some of them actually read some books about that. They may understand the necessity, but they have no practical experience. And that's why they don't want to try. They don't want to risk their jobs. They don't want to risk the stability of the project. They don't want to go there. I've done it a few times in my personal experience. I started with lectures. I proposed to the management regular weekly lectures for programmers who may be interested in some new ideas. I didn't even say what kind of ideas I will be talking about. Testing or quality of code or new algorithms, doesn't matter. Just a free to attend set of lectures, which I will be doing as a, as a coach, as a lecturer, as a teacher. The management said, of course, why not? It's a good initiative, of course. There's no extra resources for that. We don't need to pay you, so go for it. And at those lectures, I started to teach people who attended them what unit testing is about, how to write those unit tests, and why it's important, why it's good. And some of them started to understand that. Some of them started to hear me out, and they became interested. And those people, surprisingly, they were not the people who were you know, close friends of mine. They were new people. So I started to gain new community, not, from, not only from my previous friends, but from new people as well. Then... I started to write actually unit tests. I started to, to show them, to show my new supporters, to show my group what unit tests are for by practical examples. Every time I was writing some you know, new code or fixing some bugs, I was trying to add a unit test. Even though the entire legacy code is not covered by test, but I was introducing, introducing my tests where it was possible to do. And they saw me doing that. And they started to attempt to do the same. It was difficult, it was, of course, not so uh, fast, but they were attempting to because they were interested, because they, they saw it as a new, interesting, fun initiative. They saw me as a mentor, as a coach, and they were coming to me for new knowledge. 
It was fun for them. The support group was growing. Initially, it's one, two people, then it's three, four, then it's five, then it's bigger. You can do exactly the same. Instead of forcing your management and forcing your uh, fellow programmers, you give them some new knowledge, some new fun, some new stuff to work on, which could be uh, practical and it work. It works because you demonstrate how it works, and then they will see you as a as a leader and they will follow you. Eventually, when your group is big enough, depending on the size of your team, if you have uh, 25 programmers in the entire company, then five people is a strong enough group. You get that five programmer programmers, and then you go to the higher management. Then you go to the CTO, and then you talk to the CTO. Uh, about bigger resources you may need for proper unit testing, for better coverage of the legacy code. At that point of time, it will be way difficult to say no to you. Because at that point, you represent a group. It's not just you alone asking for some fancy uh, tools or you know, fancy instruments, which you know, we may not really need. But that's like 25% of the team is coming with an idea which they need to implement. It's difficult to say no because it's a risk to lose those people. If I am a CTO and I say no to those guys coming to me asking for something new, I do understand that they may go somewhere else where that funny thing will be uh, available. So I have, to, uh, I have to deal with that request. That's how you get the leverage against your, against your management. Once you have that leverage, once you have the support group, you will be able to get resources to cover the legacy code, which means time and money. So you may ask for uh, an extra month, for example, of time uh, completely dedicated to just writing unit tests and covering the stuff which was not covered before, or for refactoring, or for extra integration testing, or maybe for some containerization. Of, uh, of the code in order to enable integration testing. To summarize, you're not going to win by forcing people to write unit tests, but you can win if you first of all build the team, the support group who will fight together with you. Do it like that, try it. If it works for you, post a comment uh, under the video and um, let me know what you think. Stay tuned. Thanks.